welcome to the TNT Wrestling Podcast. Where we talk all things wrestling from WWE. Now return to save the WWE. NXT, New Japan Pro, and Ring of Honor. And he wants that television title. We don't know if he's allowed to do it. Now here's your host, Tracy, a.k.a. Smiley. up you lovely ladies and gentlemen this is the tnt podcast we are back with a new episode and i am back with the one the only sean of hubbard wrestling weekly now i want to put it i want to put it out there i know we already squashed it but i want to apologize for my comments i said about sean in the evolution episode i did not mean to piss you off you're like my brother i would never want to hurt your feelings so from me i'm sorry I already gave you off the air. It was a misunderstanding, but that shows a lot of class. And you apologizing on the air it also shows what kind of human being you are. But we already squashed it. I got love for you. You are my baby sister. We're good. So before we get to Survivor Series, let's all get it out there. Let's get it all out there. Let's get it off of our chest so we don't go back and forth on the episode. Let's get it out there. Let's talk Naya. Jax. Let's put it out there, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get to this episode, let's just talk about it. Because, you know, the card has nothing to do with Nia Jax. Nothing to do with her. So let's just put it out there right now and how we feel about the situation. I will go first because Sean has a lot to say and I know he is waiting to go ham on her. So. Damn sure do. Damn sure do. As a Nia Jax fan, what she did to Becky was an accident, okay? Well, I don't think it was deliberate. I really don't think it was deliberate. If it was deliberate, that's fucked up and she shouldn't have done it. But if it was an accident, accidents happen in the ring all the time. So half the time, y'all don't care. Sometimes, you know, y'all take shit way too seriously and y'all get really pissed at some wrestlers like y'all did with Sasha Banks when she accidentally hit Paige in her neck. And into her career, y'all hated her for all of three months before y'all finally forgave her. So, let me put this out there. Nia Jax. I'm being, I'm being as patient and humanly possible. I'm almost done. I swear, I won't be long. Nia Jax, as a wrestler, she needs work. Okay? I I love Nia. I love Nia as a person. I really do. She is the sweetest person in the world. But as a professional wrestler, I think she should have stayed in NXT a little bit longer. She needs a lot of work because she keeps botching these moves and she's going to end up really hurting somebody and ending their careers. I mean, she may have ended. Alexis Bliss' career is on the line right now because she keeps getting these concussions are so bad and she has not she hasn't she keeps failing the concussion test and her career may be in jeopardy and her career may be over because of Nia Jackson her mistakes so she needs something needs to change with her either she needs to go back down to NXT and start all over from there or just be off the TV for a while and just train train and train now Sean 
Go ahead. I'm going to sit here with my popcorn. Go ahead. Let's go. All right. So here, here's the deal. First of all, I respect your opinion as a colleague, as a sister. I appreciate it, where you're coming from. Let, let me start by saying this. Um, as far as her wheat is concerned, Nia yeah, Jax is not let me fat. put that out there for all she, people who want to call her all types of fat bitches and fat cows. Fuck you all. Fuck you all with something hard and sandpapery, you sons of bitches. Okay? I hate all of you. I literally had to cut somebody out because he called her a fat bitch. And I was like, really? Really? We're going to talk about her weight? Literally. That's like, that's like something a high school kid would do. Let's look at you like, oh, you're fat. You're a fat bitch. Motherfuckers, that was your mother. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fact. I mean, anybody who says she's fat, first of all, if she was fat and you called her fat, you're a loser. And she's not fat and you calling her fat, that means you're a dumb loser. So that's number one. Nia Jax, let me go on record. Nia Jax is not only, in my opinion, not a fat person. She's also a very attractive person. So let's get that out of the way right here and now. There's nothing unattractive about Nia Jax. Um, Nia Jax should be off of television. Nia, Nia Jax should be off of television. She shouldn't be in NXT. Uh, when I say uh, not in NXT, I mean um, on television on NXT. Nia Jax should not get a pay cut. Let me go on record. She should not be fired. She should not get a pay cut. I'm throwing out there something that I don't think anybody has thought of. I don't want Nia Jax to be any, any, in any way demoted except as it pertains to being on television. I think Nia Jax should maintain her pay rate. I think Nia Jax should maintain her position in the company. Nia Jax should be back in the performance center for for probably about 60 days. Um, Nia Jax, I'm being as calm as I can because I'm very upset about about um, a lot what a lot of people are saying, including what you just said, uh, Smy. Uh, not that you're not entitled to your opinion, but I think I think it's wrong. Um, I saw a slow motion replay as we all did. I didn't get anything exclusive. We all saw the same slow motion replay. Um, where Nia Jax turned as she was scruffing with Naomi, turned, located her target, and punched Becky Lynch directly in the face. I know accidents happen. Sasha Banks situation with Paige as unfortunate and God bless Paige. I love Paige. I love Sasha. Sasha was dead wrong for what she did, but Sasha did not do it on purpose. And it was clear that it was not done on purpose. Uh, she got the backlash as she's going to get because, hey, people wanted Paige. Sasha yeah, took Paige away. Sasha's going to get They want her yeah. gone. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. But I'm glad she didn't get fired. For more reasons than one. Number one, it was an accident. Number two, I think Nia, uh, I think that um, Sasha is a very talented performer. I think Nia Jax is a very talented performer. The fact that WWE is well, let me get back to my original point. That that was a that was a right cross to the face. Now, none of us, because we all have journal as journalists and even just fans have dug into this thing so deep. Do. Becky and Nia, or did Nikki and uh, Becky and, and Nia have any kind of beef? Was there any kind of issue off screen that we could look back to and say and see why Nia possibly hauled off and punched her in the face? None of us have been able to find anything, from what I understand. But and that and that's and that's cool. But you look at the replay. Nia Jax, as she was 
doing, let's call it what it is, her scripted situation with Naomi in the corner, turned, located her target, and punched Becky Lynch directly in the face. Um, it's unacceptable. This has nothing to do with Nia Jax as a human being. This is about a work performance. If I am supposed to, I'm, I work with the mentally ill and I do case management. If I'm supposed to take one of my clients to the hospital to, to, to help them get a test or help them get, you know, a situation taken care of with their medication and I don't do it or I do it wrong, I should be put on probation or possibly even fired. I'm not calling for Nia Jax's job. But Nia Jax being on television, much less, and this takes me to my next point, much less being featured, much less being rewarded for what she did, much less now all of a sudden now she's the face breaker. Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon or whoever else, because I'm not going to go down the line, Vince McMahon or whoever else is in charge of putting these things together should be ashamed of themselves. Becky, if Becky Lynch had, I know this is going to sound dramatic. If you don't like what I say, suck it, okay? But to anybody's listening, if you don't like what I'm saying, suck it. But let's, if you think about what I'm saying, maybe it'll make sense to you. What if Becky Lynch had died? I know it sounds amazingly extreme. What if Becky Lynch had broken her neck? What if Becky Lynch had a concussion that will keep her out of wrestling forever, similar to Alexa Bliss, by the way, who was also injured by Nia Jax. So now Nia Jax is a face breaker. So now what, now what we're doing is we're glorifying the fact that she injured a competitor. We're glorifying the fact, we're exploiting the fact that Nia Jax hurt someone in the ring. Is that what we're doing, WWE? You should be ashamed of yourself. I have been very transparent with my love for WWE since I was a kid, since the mid-80s, early 90s, when I was a five, six, seven-year-old kid up until adulthood. I'm 32 years old. I'm a grown-ass man. WWE should be ashamed of themselves. Nia Jax should not be comfortable doing what she's doing, throw, uh, acting like she's going to throw a fist at Ronda Rousey, playing off the Becky Lynch situation. It's disgusting. Nia Jax should be demoted off of television for 60 days. She needs to work on her craft. She has injured Charlotte Flair. She has injured Becky Lynch. She has injured uh, Alexa Bliss. And the list doesn't stop there. It's time. Don't forget also Zelina for Vega gave her a concussion. That's right. I, I I I drew a blank on that. I was I see her having her above her head. I just drew a blank on the name. Yes. Vega got injured as well, throwing her a very poor throw over the top rope. It's time for WWE to take responsibility. It's time for Nia Jax. I don't care if she has to call The Rock. I don't care who she has to call. She needs to go to the office and say, I'm uncomfortable taking a push like this for exploiting someone being injured. I am not proud that I injured Becky Lynch. I am not proud that I injured Alexa Bliss. I want to hone in on my craft. I know I was, I guess you can call the main event women-wise of WrestleMania last year. I appreciate the opportunity. I won the title, but I understand now that I'm not where I need to be as it pertains to my technique. I need to go back down to NXT. I need to go back down to the Performance Center. I need to get my crap together so I don't end someone's career or put them in a hospital or a wheelchair. 
And WWE needs to stand up and understand that what they're doing is wrong because Becky Lynch could have been ended for good. I said earlier, Nia Jax is not a fat person, but Nia Jax is a big person. And Nia Jax hauled off and punched Becky Lynch in the face, and it could have been a hell of a lot worse, even as bad as it was. It's bullcrap. I don't like it. Nia Jax needs to go down and learn and get her crap together. WWE needs to stop exploiting injury. You're exploiting injury, Vince McMahon. You're exploiting injury, WWE. Where is your character? Where is your credibility? Where is the fact in that you say this is then, now, and forever? There will be no forever if everybody keeps getting injured and has to retire due to injury, especially injury that you're exploiting for personal and, and, and profitable gain. Okay, Nia Jax is going to have amazing heat going into the Ronda Rousey match. You want Ronda Rousey to be over so bad that you're going to exploit the fact that Nia Jax punched someone in the face and hurt them really, really bad. So we're going to exploit that and make it so, okay, now they're going to cheer Ronda Rousey. To hell with you, Vince McMahon, for your un what's the word I'm looking for, for your total lack of respect for a human being. If I were Becky Lynch, I would be disgusted right now. And that's my stance on the situation. Ooh, well, at least we all got that off our chest. And I dare anyone to dispute what I just said. I did not call for Nia Jack's job. I did not call for her to be fired. She needs to be sent down, and WWE should be ashamed of itself for exploiting an injury. I dare anyone hit me on Twitter. That's H-U-B-B underscore wrestling. I dare anyone hit my DM, hit my Twitter, hit my email, hit my website, hit me. I dare you to hit me. I dare you to dispute anything I just said. Whew. I mean, I think WWE are, well, <clears throat> they are very keen to exploiting anything for profits or for just to get viewership i mean look at them they're literally exploiting the fact that roman sorry i mean joe has cancer mm -hmm. literally exploiting the fact that he has cancer just so he can get heat on fucking dean ambrose that's disgusting too that's disgusting Jesus. too <sighs> the things we have to deal with from this company <sighs> i i challenge you even even my respected co-host and friend, I, 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 I challenge you to dispute, dispute anything I said, Smile. Said. <laughs> I am not disputing. Nope, nope, nope. I am with you. So with that being said, let's move on. Survivor Series was a decent oh, show. Uh, show made no sense. No, I was just about to say it got saved by the two main yes. events. That's pretty so much let's it. Go. So let's start with the pre-show I actually watched because it was the shit and the Usos were involved. Now, the pre-show from what I'm hearing, what I heard from from the Twitter machine and the dirty sheets was that SmackDown was not supposed to even win this match. Apparently, the Booker must sorry, not not, you know, not King of Booker. The Booker for this match. <laughs> the Booker for this match. King Booker. Booker. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love King Booker. Anyways, the Booker for this match got it wrong. Apparently, Raw, sorry, the Revival was actually supposed to win. Not the Revival, but Raw was supposed to win. 
but he got wow. it wrong and booked SmackDown to win this point. So that is the reason why the whole entire night they kept saying that it was four zip. Sorry, six zip. Sorry, was it four zip? Or was it yep. four? I believe. I, I believe it, it ended up yeah, being it ended six up nothing. Being six zip instead of six one because yep. Vince told everyone to forget that the pre-show even happened. That's crazy. That's crazy. Because of a simple mistake, that whole match, that whole amazing match, pretty much got scrapped. Just like, forget it even happened because they got it wrong. Disregarded the tag team of the year in 2017. Disregarded, by the way, the Usos. Disregarded the tag team of the year in 2018, the New Day. Disrespected the Good Brothers. Disrespected... The, the the lucha house party ridiculous. Like, did Absolutely you not ridiculous. see that spot with Chad Gable and the and uh what was that Jay? I think it was Jay. No, it was Jimmy. With Jimmy on the top rope and he went over and oh my god, it was amazing. Like, huh? it was a great match. It was a great, great match. match. The fact that they're just like, no, we're just gonna scrap it because we got it wrong. That's fucked up. They put in so much work. Those tag teams put in so much work, and they finally get. Time on camera. When is the last time we've actually seen the Good Brothers? When the last time we've actually seen, um, uh, 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 shit. Hold on, hold on. I'm trying to get the Colognes. When the last <laughs> time we've seen the Colognes right. or the Good Brothers? Right. right. I think I think the first time I've seen the Colognes in like months is when when the Usos yeah, gave him the T-shirts on Smack. Yeah. Oh, did they? Came back. I think Primo finally came back from injury. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was so happy. Nice. I'm, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a fan of theirs. I was, I was actually a fan of theirs. I'm kind of ashamed to say it. I was a fan of theirs when they were Los Con- whatever. No, not Los Conquistadors. That's wrong. Um, oh. What were they? The, when, they had the, when they had the mask, whatever they were called. Those yeah. are the ones that just say C all the time. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that because of, because of one mistake, they probably won't be getting a check from this, which sucks. They probably will not be put on the on a DVD. They probably won't be getting royalties from this, and that sucks. They probably, they all have families to feed. So that's fucked up on WWE's part. That's fucked all the way up, and this match was a shit. This match was a shit. I loved it. These tag teams are amazing. And another another small jab at the fans' intelligence. Another small jab at the fans' intelligence basically telling us, hey, that 22-minute match you yeah, saw happened. never happened. So let's go to the First match of the show, the women open it up. The women's elimination match with Nia Jax, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Mickey James, and Tamina Snuka with Oscar, Carmella, Naomi, Sonya Deville, and to be determined. So if you did not watch the pre-show, um, you know Ruby Riot and um Natty were part of Raw's team. But Natty and Ruby got into it, so Alexa decided to just cut them both. And then on the SmackDown right. side, Charlotte was supposed to be on the team, but then she took Becky's place to go against Ronda. So everybody on Twitter decided to be detectives and put their own theories out there and said, oh, it's going to be an NXT call-up. It's probably going to be Nikki Cross or it'll be Kyrie Sane. I'm just like, uh, no. <laughs> it'll probably be Mandy. That's the easiest way to do this. Why the hell we have someone come from NXT this early? Like, yeah. No, you're right. Sure. I mean, I, I actually had a little theory about um, Sane or uh, 
or um, Baszler, whoever lost that match, uh, being the fifth person. That would have been cool. But it turns out you were right, and it was just Mandy. But notice how I just said just Mandy, even though she's, like, smoking hot, but that's irrelevant at this point. Not a smash of a a surprise. I was kind of bored during this match. Uh, Oh, and also, you know, Sasha and Bailey finally got booked for this pay-per-view. I'm just like, really? How can you have a pay-per-view without Sasha and Bailey? Anyway. Well, I was really happy about that. Um, I was talking about that on my show the other day. I was really happy. Um, well, at the time, there was before what happened at Survivor Series. I was very upset, I should say, that uh, Bailey and Sasha were not on the show. Um, but then again, if they hadn't made the cut, I would have understood considering how bad they're doing right now on television. But at least they got a chance to be on pay-per-view. It's been a while. It was it was nice, you know. It was nice to see the women open the show. It was it was an okay match. I didn't like what happened at the end where um, Bailey uh, got counted out, and then it was Oscar and it was Oscar and um, Oscar against uh, Nia and Sasha. And Sasha was whooping ass. I liked. I was like, yes, give me more. Give me Oscar versus uh, Sasha. I was like, yes, give me. And then Naya came out of nowhere and ruined it and won with a trio of leg drops and a Samoan drop. And the boos, oh my God, the boos were insane. I was like, Jesus. And the fact that she came out, when she came out, made her entrance with Tamina, she came out to major boos. And then she decided to, she came out and put her fist against her chest like she was blowing it off like, Look at me, look at me. And I'm just like, really? Yeah. Really? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I know I'm 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 gonna assume because I, I agree with you. Um I think that Nia Jax we don't I mean I don't know her personally, but um I think Nia Jax from what I've seen is actually yeah, a really good really human sweet. being. She's such but, a sweet human being. But if you're but her being a good human being, um, I know we all wanna get ahead, but something in Nia Jax um should be, you know, I guess the word I'm looking for is hesitant to exploit the injury. You know, I mean, okay, well, you know what, Nia, you're going to be over like Rover. You're going to be get super heat. You're going to be the number one female heel in the business because of this situation. All you got to do is call yourself the face breaker, blow, your, blow on your fist, and act like you can knock anybody out. It's going to be super crazy. They're going to boo you out of the building. It's going to be super hot. We're going to we'll probably get two or three matches against Ronda out of this. But Nia should be like, eh, I don't know if I want to do all that. Now, on the other hand, you got to get that money. So I can't knock her, but so much. But right. wow, very uncomfortable. Was just, I was just like, really? Like, I, I, this is not a time to exploit because Becky seriously could have gotten hurt. Like, it could have been a lot yeah. worse. Becky seriously like, was yeah, hurt. Yeah, she was seriously hurt. But, like, she was badly hurt. Like, me, when they kept replaying the video over and over again, and they played a video of her on the stairs, I can tell her eyes were completely, like, loopy. I was like, she was out of it. Completely out of it. Oh, yeah. It could have been, it could, look, it could have been worse. She could have broke her neck, okay? She could have broke her neck, and her career probably would have been over. That's why I just, you know, right here on TNT, that's why I just said that they're in the open. I said, what if, you know, like I said, I, I, I led with the, notion that I know I was being a little dramatic. I know, oh, what if she had died? I know that seems a little bit dramatic, but I'm saying that for dramatic effect. I'm saying, what if she had died? I'm saying, what if she had broken her neck for dramatic effect? Because, hey, you know what? Two black eyes and a busted nose and a concussion 
hey, that's pretty freaking bad. So my question is, how much worse could it have been before you didn't right. want to exploit the injury? Oh, and by the way, fuck you, WWE, for having Naomi get eliminated first. It should have been Mandy. Fuck you. Fuck you. I will, I will, you're right. I, first of all, let me say I agree with you 100%. I'm a huge Naomi fan. But I do want to also say, and this is a little bit of a controversial thing, too. Uh, you could back me up on this, my or not. But um, we all know uh, I'm not going to talk um, about it in depth first of all out of respect for my sister smile show i don't know if this is because i didn't clear this with you before i you know got on the show to to go into great detail so i won't but we all know the controversy that uh surrounds tamina snooker snooker's um legendary father yeah, who's we, no we longer with us rest in peace we, we all know the story so i don't think well, i'm not going to go into it out of respect for the i have no idea okay well um, I'll go into it without yeah. going into it, right. if that makes any sense. Well, you know, allegedly, alle- allegedly, allegedly, because he's dead, because both victims allegedly, are dead. Well, one allegedly. victim's dead, and the, yeah. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. So, allegedly, Jimmy Snooker was involved in a domestic dispute with then-girlfriend back in the 80s that led to a push, possibly. This is all something I've just read up on. Um, obviously, wasn't there. I wasn't alive, for God's sake, but um, you know, which led to uh, an unfortunate uh, death. And then later in life, many years later in life, decades later in life, uh, Jimmy was um, looked into as possibly being the culprit of this unfortunate death. Um, and we know that Jimmy Snooker himself passed away not too much longer after that. So again, we say allegedly everybody is, you know, all the people involved uh, are, are, are no longer with us. So we're not going to speak for anybody who's not here. But my point is Tamina, who has nothing to do with it, um, has always been a really good performer. Not the most charismatic, certainly not the most entertaining, but a solid worker. So I say all that to say it's really good to see that she is starting to find her niche. They tried it with Team Bad with Sasha and Naomi. That was kind of so-so. I like this dynamic with her and Nia, um, despite the Nia Jax controversy. So I say all this to say that I enjoy the fact that Tamina's getting I, a chance. I, I, look, I totally agree with you. I love that Tamina's finally getting a chance. It still sucks that she comes out to complete silence. Like, no one cares. No one gives right. two fucks. Right, that's... <laughs> right, it's true. It's true. Not, no not, response. But I like it. It's like, it's a Samoan tag team, literally part of the Samoan dynasty. Like, I love it. I just hate that Nia Jax keeps freaking flipping from heel to face like what are you big show's daughter like the hell wow that's a good one look at you look at you what is she big show's daughter (laughs) i like that all right so let's get to the next match which was seth rollins versus shinsuke nakamura this match i was waiting for this it was i hate to say because i don't say this much wwe anymore because they buried they freaking ruin everything but this was sort of a dream match for me. I wanted to see this. This was good. This was a good match, okay? This was one of the matches that I was waiting for. It was kind of boring at first. I'm like, all right, come on, let's pick it up. It was really good. What the fuck Shinsuke was wearing, I have it no was. idea. But it was pretty good. Well, he was trying to represent Team Blue, but I think mm-hmm. he took a little too it, far. It was really good. Now, during this match... This is where shit started to get a little bit weird because we had a little visitor in the second row in view oh, of the camera. 
We're going to talk, talk about, about it because it literally was the topic for like half of the pay-per-view. No one even cared about anything else but what had happened. So, during this match, in the camera view, while you, Seth, and Nakamura were fighting, usually you see the like, the long the guy with the long hair that everyone loves on Twitter, but he doesn't. Like, the guy literally is like, he's really humble. He's like, I don't want the the um the fame i'm just here for entertainment because i love wrestling so does my mother real real nice guy but behind him there was a little mm, suspicious person suspicious person wearing a molly holly wig and a white hoodie that you know thinks that he just puts that on he looks like a total normal person oh <laughs> I t- yeah, literally. I guess he got his shit from Marvel. You know how in every single Marvel movie they think if they just put a cap on and some sunglasses, no one gonna think it's them. Yeah, literally took lessons from Marvel. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about a That's hidden scary. Enzo Omori. Now, I'm just like when I saw the pictures during this match, I'm just like, what the fuck is Enzo doing there? Like, I knew it was Enzo. I was just like, no, this ain't no lookalike. Motherfucker, that's Enzo. And I'm just like, really? He really wanted to come to a WWE event. After all that shit he talked about WWE, he wanted to come to an event. And he wanted to be front row. Okay, give them money. Go ahead. Give your old bosses money. Okay. Okay. That's cool. That's what's up. So that's then, what's... <clears throat> after this match, uh, before this uh, next match happened, we had uh, backstage with Team Raw. Uh, he had Braun show up and started arguing. Uh, Braun showed up and started going down the list. He first started with Drew McIntyre saying, I don't like you. Went to Dolph, I don't like you. Went to Bobby Lashley, says, I don't like you. Goes to Leo Russ, says, I don't even know who you are. And then he goes to uh-huh. Ben Bob and says, You're cool. And I was just like, Yes! Every, I, I think like, everybody yes. liked that too. Ben has a fan. <laughs> so, that, so then. Baron Corbin stepped in to like settle everything down because him and Drew started getting into it again. Drew saying, you know, I should be the one who should be in charge and all that. And then here comes Baron Corbin and then uh, Braun gets in his face saying that, you know, I know, I know I can't touch you until Survivor Series is over. But until then, and then he threw Leo Rush at him and <laughs> walked off. And then we had a very very confused R-Truth come in and goes, stop it guys, stop it we're supposed oh to be a team and Raw's like, huh? You're not even on this team you're not even on Raw R-Truth R-Truth has evolved into pure gold on the I microphone pure gold he's so good he's so oh, good. and by the way, R-Truth also thought he was the fifth person on the women's team, it was the most funniest shit in the world and they're like and Naomi was like you're not even a woman. And he was like, so? I'm just like, God, truth. <laughs> anyway. So funny. So funny. And I love him and Carmella oh, together. God, I really yes, do. They're so funny. So then let's get to the match that every Ed shit just went to shit in a handbag. Just, it just went to hell. So it went, it it went, went totally absolutely left. left. So first off, it all started when the bar, the bar, Bar and Big Show came out. It all started there because as soon as the bar makes their en- no, so does AOP makes their entrance with their mask on. I'm just like, yes, they brought back the mask. 
I got so Finally. excited. I'm like, yes! With their manager, Spud, sorry, Drake Maverick, that's when... <laughs> yeah, Drake Maverick. Spud, that's his name. This is when shit... Just went all the way down because soon as AOP, soon as the bell before the bell even rung, out pops an Enzo Amore without his disguise. He took off the hoodie, took off the wig, and underneath the hoodie he had on a "How you doing?" T-shirt with a customized leopard belt with side plates that said real one with the heart with the with the freaking drawings that he's been doing like a fucking three-year-old it's horrible exactly. and then all of a sudden he <laughs> he starts to cut do his whole stick that he used to do trying to get attention from everybody and it, apparently it worked because before the match even started you can hear people say how you doing how you doing and then he goes on to do his whole my name is this Omori bullshit and I'm just like what the fuck? And you can clearly see, as the match started, you can see Enzo getting pulled away from by security, by the same security woman that pulled Gronk at WrestleMania 32? I'm guessing? 33. Yeah, 30, it was, it was 33. Like, 33. This last, the same security woman that pulled Gronk when he tried to come to the ring. <laughs> She's a beast. God, God bless her. She, she didn't know what beast. to do. So before all that shit happened, Enzo More crashed a party just so he could get attention for his concert that happened last night and for his new album that just dropped, which is complete and utter trash, that even has a diss track about poor Liv Morgan. It's a horrible oh, man. It's so, it's so, it's it's so, so uncomfortable. Horrible and cringeworthy. He even tries to out Liv Morgan's, I wouldn't say boyfriend because I don't think it's official yet, but apparently Liv Morgan and Tyler Bate are somewhat dating, I don't know, or just having sex, I don't know. But apparently in the song, he... Tr- well, they're, they're definitely smashing. It's just a matter yeah, of whether or not they're together. Smashing, but like... In the song, he says that I put you on the game and that it's only a matter of time before you're smashing what's his name at work. And I'm just like, wow. Wow. Petty. And say, huh, sorry. Petty. Petty. And Petty. Then he also com. goes on to say that he's more mature than her. And I'm just like, why the hell would you write a whole district about Liv Morgan when you're the one that cheated on Liv Morgan? How are you more mature than her, but yeah. you cheated on her? I don't think there's a lot of words you can use to describe Enzo Amore, but or real one, but but Excellent. mature is certainly not so, one of them. After that happened, then the match went underway. Um, it was an okay match. I was uh, look, I was excited for this match. I'm like two of the biggest, not two of the biggest guys, but like they're top tag team, like AOP and. The bar, they're up there. Like, they're good. But oh, yeah. this match oh, yeah. didn't, wasn't, uh, it wasn't that good. It was an okay match. It was okay, and it was very vanilla, and it was something that was just thrown together, and that's exactly what it looked like. we had the spots of the night. When Drake Maverick put, uh, I don't know who it was that was on the, um, about to get pinned, um, 
Razor. He put Razor's leg on the bottom row to avoid a pin attempt from Sheamus. So then after that, when he's on the outside, Cesaro saw that and went to go chase him. So as there, you know, Drake Maverick was running, he ran running to Big Show. And Big Show picked him up by his neck, put him in a choke. Wait, this is the okay, wait, wait, this is the spot of the, the night. Most, stupid, sorry, the most <laughs> stupidest spot of the night that everyone keeps talking about. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> so Big Show picked up Drake Maverick by the neck to choke him on the apron, and then then Drake Maverick peed his pants. Unbelievable. I don't know if it was like real pee or was it a water bottle in his pants. I don't know, but it was. <sighs> There's been two people now that I've seen pee their pants on WWE television. One is Drake Maverick, and the other one is Vince and McMahon. And the distraction helped AOP to hit a tandem powerbomb finisher on Sheamus for the pin. Wait, wait, wait. What? What's the name of that team? AOPP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, every, like, okay, so we all know what's, look, 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 I love Seamus, okay, I love Seamus, but every time he takes a freaking bump, I just cringe, I'm like, ooh, stop, because we all know that Seamus has the same injury that made Edge quit and Stone Cold, yep. he has the same, oh, I yep. keep forgetting, I think it's, um, something, I forgot what it's called, you remember what it's called? I can't remember. Well, I forgot what it's called too, but let's just call it a major, major neck injury. And it can only get worse. There's no, there's really nothing he can do. All he can do is just wait it out and see if he gets worse. Exactly. So I wouldn't exactly. be shocked if his career doesn't last much longer for like the next couple of years because eventually he's going to have to retire because that neck injury is only going to get worse. And I feel sorry for him. Yeah, it's going to catch really up it's going to catch up with him eventually. I mean, Austin came back, but, you know, by 2003, uh, he was done. Edge fought through it for a few years, but it's the same deal with, with Sheamus. I guess the only thing, Sheamus is not really a main event guy, at least not anymore. So, and, and I think the tag team thing allows him to kind of mask yeah, his injury a little bit more. Mostly but mostly that Cesaro is mostly the one that takes all the bumps, and Sheamus barely does. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't know if it's getting worse. I don't know if, like, they're taking the precautions to make sure it doesn't get worse. So, right, and I'm I'm literally piggybacking off what you're saying, Smile. Like you're 100 percent right, and there's no doubt that he's he's injured, he's fighting hurt, and you know it's it's dangerous, and and God forbid something you know yeah, catastrophic okay. happens. This match is just weird. Everything that happened in this match was just weird. It was weird. It was kind of like downward slope. What? I got a question for you. Did you Did think it was what? weird? Did you think it was weird? The ping or Enzo Mori? <laughs> I just, I just thought, I just thought, I, oh, I may have overheard you say it was weird. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely weird. <laughs> but yeah, you're right, you're right. It was, it was, it was a weird. You know what? And maybe that's the reason why it got so weird because it was a throw together, so they had to come up with some crazy stuff. <sighs> Too much. So then we go backstage with Team SmackDown. We had Shane McMahon try to get pumped with the help of the Miz, and the Miz, the Miz, the Miz, the best. All around entertainer in the company right now. Yes, and you know, in the back we had Jeff Hardy. The, the uh, I can't even say it. Come on, yeah. 
we had Jeff Hardy, we had Rey Mysterio up there, we had a very chilling Samoa Joe, and Miz promised that um, if SmackDown wins, he would get everyone on the team an autographed DVD of the Marine Six, which are. And by the way, Samoa Joe is my hero for one reason and one reason only. He is slightly overweight like me, and he's super yes, swaggy he is. He is like super me. Swaggy. Oh, and also our true showed up and wanted to be part of uh, <laughs> of SmackDown. And <laughs> Shane's like, our truth you're already on SmackDown. He's like, oh, okay, good, because it's a mess over there on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone that if we won, everyone would get an autographed copy of the Romarine Six. And this one, R Truth said uh, that he wants one, but he wants an autograph by Becky Lynch. And that's when the Becky chant started spewing out outside in the crowd. You can start hearing everyone say Becky, Becky. So it was amazing. Becky Lynch, the I, I'm saying right now, Becky Lynch, the most popular superstar. Male or female mm-hmm. in the WWE. Very much so. One hundred undisputed. She's number one in the game right now, and that's a huge testament to the to the women. I mean, ladies, a woman is the top star in WWE yes. right now, plain and simple. So then we get to the match of the night for me, at least. This was up. I this think was number I think one. Right. Right. Number one right. match of the night. Mustafa Ali. Versus the cruiserweight champion Buddy Murphy for said championship. This match was the shit, and I need Mustafa to win the title. And for once, not, not the on the pre-show. show, on the main card. Like they've come up. Yep. I mean, it just sucks that you know, if, even when Cedric was champion, that he couldn't get on the main card. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yep. These two, every time they have a match, these two are the guys, the guys that will put on a five star match. Like, never underestimate Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali ever again. Mustafa Ali went from being a Chicago cop. Yes, he's from my hometown. Hold on. Shout out. Shout out to the shy. Shout out to. He the- literally went from being a cop to a. Full-time wrestler. And he's amazing. Mustafa is amazing. Do you see? Do you? Every time he takes on those serious-ass bumps, I just, like, clutch my imaginary pearls. I'm just like, ah, Mustafa, stop it! <laughs> Yo, Ali, Ali's a bad and man. The, he's and a bad then man. you hear the 205 live channel. It's said 205. 205. I was like, finally, finally, you guys are behind 205 Live. I need to start watching the Cruiserweights. They are amazing, especially Drew Gulak. It was too, it was too clustered. It was too clustered to, to to to. I'll speak for myself. It was too clustered to follow 205 because of mixed match challenge, and you don't know. Okay, I got to go to Facebook. Then I go to got to go back to WWE Network, and it was. I think they finally cleaned it up by moving the the mixed match to Wednesdays, I believe. And now you got 205. Now they can get the appreciation yeah. they but deserve. It's just like there's so much to be happening on Wednesdays, like. You got the Mixed Match Challenge, and you got 205 Live, and you got NXT, and I'm just like, God, it's three hours of wrestling. I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. These cruiserweights are amazing, especially Gaba Gulak. Got, I'm sorry, you gotta love Gaba Gulak. I'm kind of done. I'm, I'm kind of glad he got rid of the whole. 
PowerPoint presentation bullshit. Cause I was just getting old, old quick. And I'm kind of just glad they brought back yeah. the Drew Gulak. The, <clears throat> like the Drew Gulak who will put you in a chokehold and make your ass tap out. Like, the man's amazing. That's that's a fact. I agree with you 100%. Uh, uh, uh. Especially when Buddy Murphy did the top con Julio to the floor. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my. Yeah. Classic. I mean, like I said, they, they stole the show. Um, I agree with you 100%. It was the match of the night. Obviously, some people would think Charlotte and, and Ronda or Daniel Bryan versus Brock. But if you really look at it blow for blow and in in ring, you know, wrestling, not any extra stuff. Ali and oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> Ali and help me out, I'm forgetting his name. Buddy Murphy stole, stole the, the show. show, yes. So then the next match we had the men's elimination match uh, elimination match with Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, and Bobby Lashley against the Miz, Shane McMahon, uh, Shane McMahon, Ray Mysterio, Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe. The first not even the first minute into this match, Samoa Joe is gone. And all the fanboys cue the angry fanboys on Twitter. Oh, they were pissed. They were mad. I don't, I don't blame them. I don't blame I mean, them. I was I pissed too. The only reason why he got eliminated so fast is I think he is still working with an injury. Like, we all knew that he was injured before, uh, after um, him and AJ's match. He was injured. I think he was supposed to be out, but they're just like, no, let's just bring him in and then quickly eliminate him. Yeah, but you know what? You know what's an automatic, easy remedy for that? You know how many men were in that match? Mm, it's five on five. That means there's 10 men in the match. You know what that means you could do? You could have them camp out on the apron. You didn't have to have them get Claymore 35 seconds into the match. Give me a break. That's what I'm talking about. Dumb, silly things that WWE could easily fix. I'm not saying Joe had to go out there and do 25 Hurricane Ranas. Have him stand on the apron, you idiots. <laughs> Good Lord. How hard is that? Hey, we want Joe out there. Hey, the fans love Joe. Hey, Joe adds star power to the match. Hey, how can we mask this? Oh, well, we have a 10-man tag. He can stand on the apron, you morons. So this match was just full of how should I say this nicely? I don't think I can. Don't say it nicely. This match was literally just full of Shane McMahon spots. Yep, basically. <laughs> Why? It really it really was. I love Shane, but this is such garbage. It, it really if is. If I hear best, in the, I know they're trying to be sarcastic. You know, Shane's really not the best in the world, but God damn it, why? Shane's the best in the world. What are you talking about? He won the tournament, didn't he? <laughs> oh, WWE is such There's crap right now. There's only one person who's best in the world. Lily has it in his name. And he's from my city. Yep. He's from Chicago, representing. Listen, I'm a New Yorker, but definitely Chicago is the person who has the residence of best in the world. But he's not been around since yeah, 2014. Yeah, because so. Vince McMahon fucked him over. Well, there's no doubt about that. But he won't be the. He wasn't the first, and he won't be the last. Vince McMahon, even at a million years old, is still <laughs> screwing people over. Oh god. Including, including the number one. 
entity he pulled well, he screws over, <laughs> which is the fans. This match was just it was just full of Shane McMahon spots and the whole raw just imploding because of Drew. Just like I understand you want to push Drew, but this just it was how mm, really mm, did, <laughs> did you really think SmackDown was gonna win? You literally have all the big guys on one end and all these small little guys on the other. Did you really think <laughs> that poor little SmackDown? I love SmackDown. Trust me, I I literally had SmackDown winning everything, but I fucked myself over because. Not. You're right, and 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 I and I was with you, but you know what? The thing that stands out to me, Miz, I would have had on the team. Joe, I would have had on the team despite the injury, but I would have had him camp out on the apron just to mask it a little bit. But you, you had, I mean, ha- has anybody noticed who was not on this pay per view? Randy Orton and AJ Styles. Randy Orton was arguably the greatest Survivor Series match competitor of all time. All time. He's been sole survivor of Survivor Series matches three times in his career. And AJ Styles is arguably the best performer in the business. Neither one on the show. I know you're going to break down why AJ wasn't on the show. I, I know you got a scoop for us, but I'm just but Randy, I'm just saying. I have no idea why. Like, I would have thought every time he came and RKO someone after a match, I really thought that they would just he would just come during his pay-per-view and just RKO everyone on Raw and it'd be over. But he didn't, and I'm like, Okay, let's just have Randy RKO someone, but he doesn't show for the whole pay per view. Like that makes zero sense. And it makes zero sense to say that you want to make sure that SmackDown's not the B team or the B show, but instead you send out a second rate team. I mean, wow, you leave Randy Orton and AJ Styles on the shelf, and you put Ray Mysterio. Look, all due respect to Ray Mysterio, whatever. Ray Mysterio is not Randy Orton. All due respect to Jeff Hardy. I love Jeff Hardy. Well, you know what? I take that back. I'm going to. Right. Right. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to contradict myself on that one. I'll leave Jeff Hardy on the team. Shane McMahon. I, I, the perfect scenario. Back me up on this. The perfect scenario. Shane should have came out and said, you know what? I changed my mind. I don't need to be on this team. I'm going to be an advisor, just like Baron Corbett's an advisor, and I'm going to name AJ Styles to take my place. That, that would have been nice. perfect. But, if you guys don't know why, AJ Styles dropped the title, but there is a reason why. Give him the scoops, <laughs> man. The whole reason why AJ Styles is not the pay-per-view nor, you know, champion anymore is because AJ Styles' contract is up in April. Now, a lot of people thought it was up next month. Nope, he is still signed on for five more months. But he wants to change his contract. Now, WWE wants him in a con- a full-time five-year contract, but AJ Styles wants to have a three-year limited contract, as he deserves. As he deserves. The man, if you did not watch the AJ Styles 365 documentary after Survivor Series, you missed out because... I, I now I see all the shit that AJ Styles does just for our entertainment and just for the shit that he loves. Like he puts his family, like he look, he tries, he puts wrestling first. He puts his family, tries to put his family first also. But you know, he barely gets to see his kids, and he even he had a tore hamstring when they were in Japan, and he still went out there and wrestled. So the. 
And hey, WWE, hey, WWE, if you want, to your point, thank you for dropping the scoops, my, hey, WWE, if you want them to wrestle on a full schedule, if you wanted them to wrestle on a full schedule, you should have signed them 10 years ago. But now he's getting older and, like, he wants to spend time with his family. I mean, he got, he has, like, four kids. He has a lot of kids. He got, he got kids. He got a lot of kids. Like, children of the corn kids. AJ, AJ, he's been doing work with his wife. He has a lot of kids. His daughter is beautiful. He has three boys and one girl, so she's protected for life. Like, her dad is AJ Styles. And he has, she has four brothers, three brothers. She's protected for life. All jokes aside, he, he has a beautiful family. beautiful family. The fact that he doesn't barely get to spend time with them, he want it look, give AJ Styles everything he wants. If he wants a pony, go I'm gonna need y'all to go out there to the farm, find the most prettiest pony and bring it to him and say, Here you go. You want a pony? Here you go. If he wants a pony <laughs> Give that man everything. I love it. I love it, and you're right. I love I mean, it I and know you're he right. won't walk because there is a lot of money to be made. So I know that he's not gonna walk. He's not. There's just no way. He's not. He's not gonna walk. But 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 to your point, and again, I feel like I'm piggybacking you all all throughout the show. The the bottom line is he deserves to get a limited deal. And like and and like I said, I can't stress this enough either. If you wanted him full time, you should have yeah. got him ten years ago. You wait until he was in the twilight. Let's call a spade a spade. Not too many people have twilights of their career that are as good as AJ Styles. AJ Styles is top three performer in the entire company, even at his advanced age. But he's still in an advanced age. His body's still breaking down. And like I said, you had a chance to sign him when he was in WCW. You had a chance to sign him when he was the hottest commodity in the business in TNA. And you overlooked him and overlooked him until you finally had to sign him because let's call a spade a spade. In 2016, you were at a loss for talent, especially when Seth Rollins went down, especially with nobody getting behind Roman Reigns. Even though we love Roman Reigns, we respect him more than ever. Like, we get it now, but, you know, let's call a spade a spade. If Roman Reigns wasn't sick, God bless you, Roman, we would still be booing him. Okay? So at the end of the day, they needed AJ Styles, and they signed him way too late in his career. Exactly. Like, I think the only reason, well, yeah, well, no, that's not the only reason why, but, mm. <coughs> but, yeah, like, you got all these guys from Japan, and, yeah, they're just, for, it's, it's just poor timing by WWE, which seems to be the real theme of this company over the past four or five years. They do things too late. They do things too early. They don't seem to call people up at the right time. They don't seem to set people down at the right time. They keep titles on people that are getting booed out of the building. They hold people down that the fans are cheering out of the building. WWE has been asked backwards for a while, and it's really, really getting on my nerves because – I don't like having to disrespect the company that I want to work for. <laughs> but sometimes they need to be cussed out, right? They be doing the most dumbest shit. I mean, they even have an NXT call-up that really no one call- cares about. Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan is coming to Raw, I think. Yeah, Raw. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everybody in NXT that you could call up, you call up Lars. I'm done. <laughs> I'm so done. I'm so done. The Undisputed Era are, are hotter than fish grease. Velveteen Dream is hotter than fish grease. Aleister Black 
is hotter than fish grease and you call up Lars Sullivan and you give him a, a, a vignette like he's Razor Ramon in 1993? I mean, look, I'm glad. I'm like, look, call up a nobody really no- that no one cares about than calling up Undisputed Era or Johnny Gargano or Velveteen Drake. Keep them in NXT as long as possible because if they come up to the main oh, roster, want, but, they what? will be ruined. Uh-huh. Okay, so you're like, you know what? I think I, I think I might agree with you. You think the logic is to keep them in NXT because if they if they raid NXT, they're gonna Bobby Roode their careers. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Yes, yes. They Vince will. You don't ruin want Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole to be. You don't want Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole to be Bobby Rooted. I get it. And I said it, and I'm not taking I it back. I love all of them. I love all of them in NXT. Even when, if you have not watched the Up, Up, Down, Down bit of when they did the whole uh, video game tournament with Team WWE against Team NXT, Adam Cole said it best. He said NXT is way better than the WWE. So keep them down there as well, long as possible. <laughs> Well, if I may, I know you dropped the major scoop. I got another scoop for the fans right now, especially right here on one of the most premier podcasts in the world, the TNT podcast. Um, NXT, they're trying to make NXT. Well, let's see if they actually go through with it because, you know, as soon as we get excited about something, they pull the plug because, hey, let's do everything the fans don't want. But let's hope they finally do things the way they're supposed to do them. And they make NXT the legit third brand. I've heard rumors that NXT may be coming the next third real brand, as in like the next time there's a draft that people from SmackDown and Raw will be drafted to NXT, as in next NXT is on the same level of Raw and SmackDown. I've heard that rumor. Yeah, as they should, because they're so freaking big. Like, how can you not? Like, NXT is the shit. The shit. But my question to you, my question to you, my educated wrestling sister, is this. If NXT becomes the legit third brand, which I think we all agree would be awesome, can you keep their weekly shows in full sale? They're going to make it bigger because Full Sail is very small. I live in Florida and Full Sail is really down the street from me. Full Sail is very small. It's a very small private university. Not a university. It's a private college. Very private, very expensive. Hold on. It's not private. It's just right. an expensive entertainment school. So, and they're the, where they have it at, it's a very small venue. So, if they become a third brand, you have to find somewhere in Orlando if you want to keep in Orlando but have a bigger venue so more people can show up for your live tapings. Or, there you or go. you're going to take them and just go from town to town to town and have live, you know, have live TV there. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at that. Either. But I think it's to stay in Orlando, but find a bigger spot. Find a bigger spot, because I can never get I'm to just full saying, I mean, Ever. Well, what you're, saying, what you're saying is exactly where I'm going with it. I mean... If you make NXT, this is all speculation, but if you make NXT the third brand, as in NXT is no longer developmental, NXT is SmackDown and Raw, NXT, same deal, you cannot have your weekly television shows in full sale that holds however many people, and you can't have it be taped. If you're going to go hard, you're going to have to go hard for real. You're going to have to make it live and going to have to make it, well, maybe not necessarily make it live, but you definitely have to have a bigger venue. Definitely. 
way bigger venue because you I can never get tickets to freaking full sales. Please be sold out by the time they go on sale. That's how you know it's good. I was I've been so jealous of you and your and your locale. Like being in New York is one of the greatest places in the world. But where you are is literally right in the hub of yeah. professional wrestling. And I mean you you live down the street from in my opinion the best brand yeah. in all of wrestling. Well Take that back. I take that back. I'm taking it back as quickly as I said it. The best yeah, brand in brand WWE. Because it's not Right. It's not the best brand in wrestling. Uh Ring of Honor? Is a shit. It is a shit. <laughs> Loving your honor. But I can never get you can never get tickets to NXT live taping shows. Those tickets literally go on sale at like maybe like a month before the show even happens, month or two, and they sell out in less than like three to five minutes. They're gone. That's your fault. That's your fault. I don't care what you say. If I live where you live, I would sleep at full sale. <laughs> I'd sleep in the parking lot. I'm serious. I would be sleeping right where Johnny Gargano attacked Aleister Black. <laughs> so then... I would have been there. I would have been there. Nikki Cross wouldn't have had to tell. I would have told <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, let's get back to the pay-per-view. So, where were we? Oh, yeah. Right after the men's elimination match, you know, Raw won thanks to Braun Strowman um, running, powerbombing everyone, including a poor, hurt, defeated Shane McMahon, who, again, is the lone survivor for the SmackDown team. For what reason? I don't fucking know. He wasn't a survivor. Everybody keeps saying that. Shane McMahon did not survive. Sorry, he was the last guy for SmackDown again. <laughs> All right. So after there you that go. match, we went backstage to a Seth Rollins celebrating his victory over Nakamura when he was informed that he will be defending his intercontinental title against his ex Shield brother, Dean Ambrose, at TLC. And it's a pretty big announcement. And Rollins Dean Ambrose will have nowhere to hide when the pay per view came around. Now I love Dean Ambrose as a heel. I love him. I mean, he's just weird and he's always hiding. I'm like, Seth has a, like last night when uh, he was trying to find Dean Ambrose. I'm just like, I'm like literally when he was talking, you see Dean Ambrose walking and he stops in the middle, looks at him, and just keeps walking. I'm like, he's right there. He's right there. I'm just like, Jesus, he's yeah. really bad at where's Waldo. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like you could, ne- he would never be able to find Waldo in that in that in that picture ever. Jesus, so I I kind of like it's like cat and mouse. I like how they doing this. I like how they finally went ahead last night and. Seth almost whoops some ass. Yeah. I have I have a theory. Are you interested in my theory? Renee Young is in on this. Renee Young is in on this. Renee Young is getting offended on, you know, in storyline, I mean, getting offended that Corey Graves and Michael Cole are asking her about what Dean Ambrose is doing. And She's literally on camera making faces similar to the real face she made when they were talking about Crown Jewel. And she's talking while Dean Ambrose is getting beat up by Seth and eventually starts beating up Seth. He's she's talking about how smart Dean Ambrose is and how Dean Ambrose has Seth Rollins right right where he wants him. I wouldn't be surprised 
I would not be surprised if Renee Young is in on this thing. It'd be really, really funny to just, you know, have his wife also included in the storyline. Because, you know, everyone's wife in WWE somehow, some way gets to be involved in the storyline. Even AJ Styles' wife got to be involved in the storyline. Exactly. Let me ask you this. And let me ask you this. What if, this is for you, Smile, for all the listeners of TNT. What if Renee Young, dramatic pause, was the reason Dean Ambrose turned his back Ooh. on the Shield? How to make Renee a heel commentator? Mm, tell me you're I not like feeling that because Corey Graves needs someone to keep him at bay because he's always the one that talks shit, the one that oh he always talks shit about everyone. But to have Renee Young go after him and shut him up, like oh my god, how be? So, uh, so the bottom line is, I'm not saying. But I'm just saying. I would like that a lot. That would be very nice to re- include Renee. I know she will probably love it, but yeah, that'd be nice. Just, just want to throw that out there. That's just you know a, you know a little uh, hub uh, Sean Hubbard uh, you know theory there. That'd be that'd be cool. So <clears throat> let's go back to the <laughs> So then we had after let's seven go. rounds, we finally had the second match of the night. Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. Now, early on in the match, so the match started, Charlotte started brawling her. Everyone's like, I was just like, holy shit, she's really whooping her ass. Like, you literally got to tear these girls apart. Like, she was really she brawling was. the hell out of her. It was a nice match. It was an okay match, you know, and all that. It was a lot of near falls. I'm like, okay, I'm thinking like Charlotte's going to lose. I'm like, okay, we're going to keep Ronda strong. Ronda's gonna have to win. I wasn't thinking about you know keeping Charlotte strong. I really thought that Ronda was gonna win, Charlotte was gonna lose, and then come SmackDown, Charlotte was probably gonna get <clears throat> um, Becky was gonna find her, cuss her out, say, Why didn't you do this? I told you to pin her, not sorry, uh, make her tab. Like I would have made her tab, and they probably would have got into it backstage, and they probably would have had a title match. That's what I thought was gonna happen, but oh my god, I was. Severely wrong, because severely Charlotte, wrong. <laughs> Charlotte, uh, literally, like I, she run, came out the ring, and then the camera panned up to Ronda. Ronda was in the ring. Ronda came out the ring, ran out to Charlotte. And all of a sudden, she got kendo stick. She got hit over and over with a kendo stick, and that's when she got DQ'd. I'm like, okay. She got hit with a candlestick, you know, okay, keep them both strong because you don't want Charlotte and Ronda looking like losers. Okay, keep them strong. I'm like, okay, yep. candlestick, okay, yep. candlestick to the face, to the head, to the... Your logic, your logic is the classic educated wrestling yeah, fan's logic. Okay, I agree. Both looking strong. That's great. Exactly. So that's when shit just went all the way down. Oh, my God. Charlotte went ham from first... To hitting her over and over with that poor kendo stick. I you saw the whelps on Rhonda as soon as she got back in that ring. I was like, oh my God. I love it. Charlotte went I and got it. A, <coughs> a steel chair, because you know everything in WWE is made of steel. She went and got a steel chair. Right. And she naturally selected her head onto the chair. I was like, oh my God. And by the way, Perfect. perfectly done. Perfect. And that's a shout out to Ronda Rousey as well because she sold right, it very so well. Had three days to make this match look good. Three days. Yeah. 
Very, very good. Shout out to Ronda Rousey. We all love Charlotte for what she did in this match or after the match, but shout out to Ronda Rousey as well. So, after she natural selected her hand to the chair, she put her, she put the chair over her neck, and then she stepped on said chair. After, I think she, the referees came and all the referees tried to get Charlotte off her. Charlotte started whooping all the referees' asses, and then she stepped on the chair. And as you know, she's looking over Rhonda's body. Rhonda's choking on, you know, you know, because the chair hit her in the neck. And she's like, "I'm the baddest bitch. I'm the baddest bitch." And you can see Charlotte's eyes. Like Charlotte's eyes is just, she looked crazy. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Like everyone thought this was a heel turn. I was like, "I don't think this was a heel turn." I don't think so either. I I don't like. Heelish, well, it was kind of heelish, but I don't think we're getting heel Charlotte. I think we're probably that was revenge for Becky. Like, I think that was like, you better remember who the hell I am. I'm the queen. That's exactly. what I think that was. But I gotta, I gotta say this. As much as I was giving Ronda Rousey credit, and I would give Ronda about a, first of all, I give I give Charlotte an A plus for her efforts. I think her, her match, the match she wrestled, was was completely perfect, including the after the match stuff. I give Ronda a B plus compared to an A because Ronda has to know her history, and and I think she knows her history somewhat. She's very much, uh, you know, respectful of Rowdy Piper and you know names that move that Samoan twisting drop, the Piper's pit. A lot of respect to her. I think she's really getting. Uh, a lot of backlash on Twitter, but I think she's doing very well. But you got to know your history. You got to know that when you get that um, that chair around the neck and that, that mm-hmm. jump on the chair thing, you got to know that that means you should yeah. be taken out on a stretcher. You gotta, you gotta sell that better. You can't, you can't walk away from that. Shawn Michaels hasn't, didn't walk away from that. Triple H didn't walk away from that. Kane didn't walk away from that. You gotta know your history enough to know that you don't walk away from that. So that's the only negative about that match. She did not sell that chair thing well enough, and I don't know if that was WWE's attempt to make her seem like she's that strong that she can take that. But if Shawn Michaels has to get carried out, if Kane gets, has to get carried out, then Ronda Rousey should have got carried out. Now, what happened after the match? I think well, after she did that, was not WWE's plan. The audience turned on poor Ronda and started cheering for Charlotte, saying, thank you, Charlotte. Thank you, Charlotte. So then Charlotte, huh? They sure They, they sure did. poor Ronda. And as Charlotte exited, you know, you saw the referees trying to give Ronda water. Ronda said no. And now she's limping out of the ring. She's like, don't touch me. Everyone starts <coughs> chanting Becky. Someone chanting, you deserved it. Um, people were booing her, and from what you know, what, let me let me let me cut you off, Smile, because I want to ask you a question. Because I don't get it. This, this is not this is not even rhetorical. This is really me asking you a question. Why do the fans hate Ronda? Like, do do they feel that the look? I'm a fan. I'm a fan. We're journalists, obviously. We we do this. We we do this for the love, and we do this on the business side as well. But we're fans first and foremost. I understand the logic. Maybe Ronda got the title too fast. But Ronda was unsuccessful in her first attempt at the title. Uh, Ronda has been wrestling really good matches. You can tell that she's a little bit of a rookie. She's a little green, but she's Ronda Rousey, for God's sakes. What is the problem? Like, um, I get the Nia Jax thing. The whole world gets the Nia Jax thing. 
You're booing Ronda Rousey because she's not Becky Lynch? Is that what it is? Becky is so over, and plus her whole... If you have not been on Twitter, like, they go... They, you know, keep kayfabe, and they go back and forth on Twitter. And Ronda's been calling... Becky, the millennial man, I'm just like, but bitch, y'all literally are the same age. Y'all are literally a day apart. How is she the millennial man when you guys are literally a day apart, girl? Like, that's true. Like, that's probably like the only reason why people literally like turn on her. Yeah. I really want to get your opinion on this because I know that you, um, you're, you're a student of the game just like I am. Like when somebody boos Roman Reigns out of the building once again, get well soon, Roman. We love you. Um, it's because Vince, you know, shoved them literally down literally our shoving Okay, that's what Ronda down our throat. Like, don't get me wrong, I understand why because you really want to push this whole four horsemen thing versus. No, 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 no. I can't agree with that. See, that's, I figured you would. I, I was hoping you wouldn't say that. But th- is that what you believe, that they're shoving Ronda down our throats? I, mean, I don't see that. No, it's like they really want to put her over so, so, so much. Make the people like her. So they're just like, let's put her in this match, put her in this match, put her in this match. And they really thought if they put Charlotte, because they think people don't like Charlotte because of the whole Becky situation, they're like, okay, they're not gonna turn on her because they all people hate Charlotte and people love Rhonda. But after Becky got hurt, like, uh, it's like, if you really think like <clears throat> we're gonna cheer for Rhonda? Okay, I mean, I just don't see. Look, I I was one of the people that booed Roman out the building. I, I've been booing John Cena out of buildings for years. I have been booing Charlotte Flair. I, I just don't I don't I don't have a problem with Ronda. I don't I think Ronda Rousey has shown the respect for the industry that she should show as an outsider. And let's call her spade a spade. She is an outsider. Um, she's shown yeah, she's shown the respect for the craft. She's shown the respect for the physicality. She has really, in my opinion, probably B plus level mic skills. So I, I just don't I, I don't I can't wrap my head around I, I'm a fan of Ronda yeah, Rousey I like, honestly. I like how you know all the you know she works so hard for the fans like she loves this business like you can tell on her face like every time she comes out she's just happy as hell got a big ass smile on her face and she loves it she loves the fans and all that but so, she needs to learn sometimes the audience will turn on you and I think Sunday night she learned that lesson like the audience literally turned on her and the next night they loved her again which i don't understand why but yeah that's fact that's fact yeah. it's like literally you hated her last night but now all of a sudden you're cheering for her like the, which 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 is it <laughs> no you're right you're right i agree with you 100 percent. yeah i mean she hate like there's a like a lot there's a report saying that she she was really mad that they turned her i'm like well girl this shit what shit happens like Welcome, Welcome to the WWE. <laughs> Shit like that always happens. You're gonna have to deal with it. We're gonna be in this business. You're gonna have to deal with it. That's why um her four horsewoman sister tweeted out that MMA MMA fans are more fickle than WWE fans. No, what the hell did she say? I'm not, what is her what is, Shayna? That's her name. I couldn't fucking remember her fucking name. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, saying that you know um fans are more. Fickle than others. How the hell do you spell Shayna? Oh wait, no, am I? I was like, how the hell do you spell Shayna Baszler's name? Yeah, she said. She tweeted and I quote: "Sure, WWE fans are fickle, but trust me when I say this: 
UFC fans are worse. We came into this used to fickle. Hashtag loyalty is everything. And I'm just like, she's just going to have to learn that shit happens in this industry. One minute, they can be behind you. The next minute, they hate you. So she's just going to have to get over that. She's going to have to get over it and just deal with it and live with it. So, yeah. So. There you go. I, I think that I think uh, you, you broke that down perfectly. Yeah, That's good stuff. So then we get to the main event of this pay-per-view. Daniel Bryan versus... this freaking match oh my god i thought it was gonna go one way but it didn't i was completely wrong the beginning of the match literally was daniel and um brock walking around the ring trying to taunt each other daniel doing his whole monkey see monkey do shit I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what, the, what the hell are you doing? Right. So when he started being a poor Daniel, laying him on his head, am I the only one who was livid that he kept dropping poor Daniel on his head? I was nobody upset cared. too. It was very was uncomfortable. Like, Look, all of y'all got pissed over the Becky thing, but dear God, Brock freaking suplexed Daniel on his head like twice and none of you guys care but I swear to God some of y'all on Twitter literally pissed me off I was like literally the only one on Twitter who was like crying for Brock to be like bro stop it you are dropping Daniel on his head his head a man who literally was out of the game for two years because he kept getting concussion but getting dropped on his head you're gonna be like fuck it I'm gonna do it anyway because I'm Brockless and I can get away with whatever the hell I want like (sighs) pretty much and then that's when shit started to go a little bit better than I thought Daniel Bryan started fighting back, kicked Brock in the head twice. He even put him in a yes lock. I really thought Brock was about to freaking tap. I was like, is Brock about to tap? Is Brock about to tap to Daniel Bryan? I was excited. This is the longest match Brock's actually had. That would have been the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Magical to have Brock tap out to the one known Daniel Bryan. Like, for real. real. But this I mean, looking back on it, now that we know what happened, we were like, nah, that never would have happened. But it, it felt it, like it, it could have happened. Totally, like, he almost put him over, which I kind of like. Because Brock barely puts anyone over. Yeah. <clears throat> True. But True. overall, this match was really good. It was... I wouldn't say really, but it was good. Like, it, it was good. Daniel was whooping Brock Lesnar's ass, making him work. First... I mean, I love I love the fact that it all changed on, on the low blow. Um, They really played on the low blow. Uh, from AJ Styles uh, the previous week on SmackDown. So, you know, they worked it into the Brock match. I love it. I think it was one of those deals where, you know, I think we're going to see Daniel Bryan utilizing that dirty tactic. Why is everyone getting hit in the nuts? Exactly. I don't know if they're going to continue. I don't know if it's going to be cheered the way it was cheered. I think it was only cheered like that because it was Brock Lesnar. But, um, you know, we got to see what what happens with Daniel moving forward. But anyway, regarding this match, I agree. Totally uh, a squash turned into almost, I'd say, a four-star yeah. match. Maybe not five. Also, am I the only one starting to like like heal Daniel Bryan? He came out and started to do the whole yes thing he'll usually do. He goes, he went, yes, yes, yes. No. 
and started walking. I was like, oh, look at you, badass. And then he climbed onto the top roll like he usually does, like out in the crowd. People were yesing him. He just looked, he was looking around like, hmm, look at me, I'm champion. I don't even care. <laughs> I was like, I like this heel Dan Bright. He don't give a fuck yeah. about the fans. It's all about him. Yeah, one, yeah, one word that I would never have previously mentioned regarding Daniel Bryan would be swagger. But Daniel Bryan had swagger on Sunday, like for real. Like he, I mean, he, his tongue was out. He was like flossing. He was sitting up here like, you know, taunting and, and you know, playing to the crowd. And I mean, Daniel Bryan was swaggy on at Survivor Series. Shout out to Daniel Bryan for, for your first little bit of swag. Yeah, I like it. Like, it's a change, Daniel Bryan. We all need it. Like we all are used to babyface Daniel Bryan always doing things for the little men. Just, no, this is cocky. I'm Daniel Bryan. Now I don't give a fuck, Daniel Bryan. I like it a lot. I like it a so, lot, too. With that pay-per-view, you know, that was the last match, and this pay-per-view was just, the first half was just shit. It was an utter shit, shit show. It really it was. was. Shit, it shit. really was. Except for Seth Rollins' <laughs> match. That was the only one that was in the first half of the show that wasn't a shit show. It was, it was really good. Those near falls had me dying. Ah, you were right. I mean, AOP and AOP the bar almost put me to sleep. Uh-huh. AOP, and Enzo Amore trying to hijack the show. Like a, true, like a clown. An utter clown. So... Yeah, he needs to grow up, man. If you want to do the rap thing, I mean, I hear you're not that good at it, but hey, do you? He's really terrible. See? Before we go off the air, I got to talk about, I'm not, we're not going to go into anything crazy about Starcade because Starcade is kind of like, you know, they're going to do a little hour special on WWE Network. I like that. But I just want to remind people that Starcade, in case you're not paying attention, is this coming Sunday night. The Sunday after Thanksgiving. Is it? And it's in, oh, shit. It is. It is. And it's in Cincinnati, Ohio. Now, does anybody know who's from Cincinnati? A, a major player in WWE who's from Cincinnati, Ohio? No. Oh, Cleveland. He's from Cleveland, Sorry. but that's a good oh. guess. Uh, uh, Dean Ambrose is oh, from Cincinnati, shit, Ohio. Is. And, and, I'm, and I'm just trying to give you, know, you and the fans a little bit of a... A little bit of a glimpse into what I, uh, into my crystal ball from what I think is going to happen. Seth Rollins is defending against Dean Ambrose in a street oh, fight shit. at Starcade in Cincinnati. That's all I'm going to say. I, that, do think, I don't know. Do you think they'll fuck us all, all over gonna... and give Dean the title in his own town? I think Dean Ambrose walks in. I'm. You know what? Are you asking me for a prediction? I, be, I, I mean, we might as well. We might as well. No, no, no. TLC is not for like another three weeks. We'll do our, we'll do our prediction show uh, before not, TLC. Not, Don't worry. We'll do I'll, our prediction show. I'll, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a prediction about who's going to walk into TLC who's as the Intercontinental Champion. And I, I think Dean Ambrose wins at Starcade. I think Dean Ambrose will be super over in his hometown, as we would anticipate. I think the fact that it's televised on the network mm-hmm. means something. I think the fact that it's going to be the main event means something because neither one of the world titles are going to be on the line at Starcade. Wait, it's not? No, it's not. So I'm just saying 
Don't be surprised if it's Seth challenging Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental title at TLC. Once again, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Well, let me go. Let me go. Let's go down the card for Starcake because I didn't. I didn't okay. even know about Starcake well, was, was on Sunday. I had no idea. So. I wasn't trying to take you off course, but it's yeah, fine, I just wanted it's to let fine. you know I did, about I that. I didn't even know, so thank you for telling me. I had no idea. So, Starcade is on Sunday. Yeah. So, I'm looking at the card. So, we got the... Oh, shit. It is... It is for the Intercontinental Championship. It is a title match. Yes, it's it is. And it's the main event. event. Then we got Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe in a steel cage match. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we got the United States Championship on the line as Shinsuke Nakamura goes against Rey Mysterio. Then we got the SmackDown Live Tag Team titles on the line as the bar goes against the New Day for like the 10th time in a row. Then we got Finn <laughs> Balor versus Drew McIntyre. Then we got The Miz versus Rusev with Lana. And then we have a very, very, very special concert. We got an Alliance concert, ladies and gentlemen, that has Ric Flair is going to be with Elias putting on a concert. Guys, it's official. Elias is going to get a push. He's doing a concert with Ric Flair. Just saying. He is over. Starcade televised for the first time since the year 2000 in WCW. You got Elias performing. You got Joe and AJ in a cage. You got Rollins and Dean in a street fight for the IC title. Not a bad, Not a bad card. card. We will be watching. We'll be well. It's Sunday. Yeah, I'll be watching with all this new. With all I'll, the new I'll shit be watching. I I'll be watching on Black Friday. <laughs> That's right. That's a so fact. That's a with fact. that, we're gonna go. I hope you guys have a very lovely Thanksgiving with your families. I'll be here stuffing my face. By myself, and then I'll probably be going shopping with my dog, because I'm on my way to Clover, Virginia. Shout out to my parents' home state. I'm on a plane. No, I'm lying. I'm on a train tomorrow night, and I'm on a plane coming back on Friday. I'll be back in New York. Hit me up, yo, Smy. I'm gonna be in contact with you through the holidays, so I'm gonna keep you company via text message Yay. and video. <laughs> so I'll be here. Doing nothing, watching TV. Well, that's why I'm gonna. That's why I'm gonna make sure you're entertained. <laughs> so, guys, def, definitely, if you guys are not going home for the holidays, like I'm not, definitely keep me entertained on Twitter because I'll be on Twitter just tweeting bullshit because I'll be bored. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll try not to get arrested for whooping someone's ass in Walmart because you know how Walmart is during Black Friday. Hey. Look, I'm only going to Walmart for one thing and one thing only, and that's only for a fifteen dollars slow cooker. So. I don't give a fuck about any of those TVs, but if y'all try to fight me for that slow cooker, I swear to God, <laughs> it's over. Yo, and listen, I'm going to put up a poll. Like, I'm going to be down in Virginia, but in the midst of all the madness mm-hmm. with my family and stuff, I'm going to put up a poll on Twitter, and I'm mm-hmm. dead serious about this. I'm going to tag Smy in a poll, ladies and gentlemen, and I mm-hmm. want you guys to vote. Should or should not? Smy make a concerted major serious effort to be in New York for WrestleMania because if she comes to oh New York, gosh. that means the TNT podcast, Sean and Smy together in the same place at the same time, live stream 
at WrestleMania. I'm putting up a poll. I want you all to vote. It's at hub, H-U-B-B underscore wrestling. I'm putting it on my website as well, hubbardwrestlingweekly.com. I am not playing. I want you up here for WrestleMania. Oh, dear God, you guys are trying so hard. You know how expensive New York is? God damn it. Yeah, it's expensive, but you know what? She keeps making excuses because it's expensive, but she knows she can crash on her homeboy's couch. She knows that I could drive around. She's making excuses. I'm putting up a poll, and that's the bottom line. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> it's lit, though. It's lit. <laughs> this poll. I swear to God, if you guys vote yes on this, I swear to God, I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> It's a wrap. You know they're gonna vote yes. <laughs> Y'all really want me in New York that bad? <laughs> Yo, New York is popping, man. Shout out to the shy. Shout out to Florida, but New York is popping. <laughs> and with that, we're all gonna go get, we're all gonna go get ready for this epic. I'm hearing an epic SmackDown because the Fox people are backstage at SmackDown right now, and I'm hearing that they're going to put on a show for these top people at Fox. Because, you know, they have that brand new deal. They yep. will be on Fox next year, and it will be a two-hour SmackDown, I'm th- I heard, from... Yeah, no, yeah, it will still be a two-hour thing. Isn't it going to be two hours? It's, yeah, it'll still be it's two gonna hours. It's going to be two hours, yeah. But SmackDown is moving to Fox with a billion-dollar deal, so they're going to put on a hell of a SmackDown. So I'm hoping this is better than whatever the fuck Raw was last night. Last... And for the record... Vince McMahon, I'm calling you out. Get your crap together. Take the Nia Jax thing away. Don't fire her. Let her get some more developmental. Call up the Undisputed Era. Call up the Velveteen Dream. And for God's sakes, stop ruining Bobby Hey, I like this tag team he got with Chad Gable. I, Chad Gable is like the, the little brother you've always wanted. He's always so excited when he comes out. It's glorious and i love it i even though i kind of want bobby turn to hurt the turn on him i love it it's cute and it makes me happy god damn it well we disagree and that's nothing that's not usual <laughs> oh god damn i just want wrap, wrap up the show for god's sake what Okay. Wrap up okay, the show for that. Shit up. All right. You can find the TNT podcast on Twitter at TNT. That's T with the letter and TNT Wrestling Podcast 2018 on Twitter. Find me on Twitter at Smiley Baby Boo. That's Smiley B A B I Boo. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, and YouTube coming soon. I saw put every single episode on YouTube. Yeah, I'm working on that. And you can find the Hubba Wrestling Weekly on their website, which will be in the description. You can find him on the... What's your Twitter? Yeah, you you plug your own shit. Plug your own shit. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yo, Hub underscore wrestling. That's Hub with two Bs underscore wrestling. I am uh, the newly appointed co-host. Uh, you know, I, I'm so I'm so blessed, and I really, on a serious note, thank you, Smile, for allowing me to come on this Red High podcast. It's her. Sh- it's, no, listen, real talk. It's her show, but she lets me shine so bright. I really appreciate it. Also, HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com, my podcast, where she's going to also be very prevalent on the show as well. We're going to work that thing out as well. Uh, oh my goodness, iTunes. Uh, uh, Stitcher, uh, the daily Shout out to TNT podcast right here and Hubbard Wrestling Weekly now being featured on yes. the daily as as Google Play. 
that's pretty much it. We're shining right now. Smile, you know, you're my peoples. Uh, all my peoples out there, hit me on Twitter. Show me some love as I'm on my way to Virginia And also, tomorrow guys, night. you can still vote for us. Remember, we are nominated for two awards. Look, look, even though this is like a Twitter thing, we're nominated for Podcast of the Year and Best Duo. You guys have until, I think, the 20... 20- I think the night of Thanksgiving or the Wednesday before Thanksgiving to vote for us. You can vote for as many times as you want. So, look, even if we don't win, it's still, like, huge. Like, I've only been here for, like, almost a year, and I got nominated for a damn award. Like, God damn it. That's huge. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get ready for SmackDown. God damn it. We're going to go. We're out of here. So, thanks for listening, guys. See ya on the next episode. It probably would be uh, the week of TLC when we actually do a prediction show. Yes, so there you go. we're out of here. Let's go get ready for SmackDown. I gotta I'm getting tired. <laughs> Bye, guys. All uh, right, deuces. Peace. Thank you for listening to the TNT Wrestling Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at TNT Podcast 2018 and follow Smiley at SmileyBabyBoo. See you next time.